Welcome back to another episode of Quantity Radio. I am your host, Shaquan, and this is my podcast where I talk about everything. I give you the tea on everything from love, spirituality, relationships, business. We, we, just, we talk about it all. We're going to talk about it, everything. Um, now, so I, I have a, a guest here with me today on the show, and um, we're supposed to start off with a song. I want to do like a little. Can we do a little snippet of a song? Do whatever you want. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> what song? Okay. 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 He was just practicing one. Hold on. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the love you. I, I know that I'm living for the love of you. Mm, uh, uh, go ahead. Ooh, Come on. Drifting on a memory. Ooh, ain't no place I'd rather be than with you. Mm, mm, mm. Loving you. Come in with a song because, like, we've been talking before we even start shooting right now, and we ain't got no sense. So, on this episode, if we ain't got no sense, just join right on in yeah. with us, you know. Senseless. You know it. You senseless. <laughs> <laughs> this is my guest for today's show, Mr. Frank Alvin. How y'all doing? Hey, nice to be here. Frank. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Yes. Talk that talk. Talk that talk. She got the sign now. I got the sign, y'all. I didn't say this in the last episode. Official? I'm official like a like a whistle. Referee. With, <laughs> shout out too short. Um yeah, I got a, a sign, you guys. Um I had it in the last episode, but I totally forgot because I was like all psyched out and shit. But this is my sign and it's cute and stuff. And Very I like nice. it. I love the blue. Um Neon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well done. Neon lights. Um, so I have Mr. Frank Alvin here. He is a musician. Okay. He is a chef. Uh huh. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that food you be cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the the topic for today is creative capitalization. Um, before we get into that and anything else, I want to talk about your name. Okay. <clears throat> Because, um, how did you come up with that? Because I met you as Gabriel. So, um, how did you come up with Frank Alvin? Like, is that like an alter ego or is that just like your creative side for your music? Let's, let's talk about the name. Absolutely. So Gabriel is what I have on my birth certificate. Uh, initially my artist name was Checkmate. I really like chess. I remember that. Yeah, I really like chess. Conceptually, I think that the game of chess is very applicable to life in all facets of whatever it is you're doing. Um, you have to make the necessary amount of correct moves to uh, achieve victory. Um, so essentially, that's what you've done here to have quantity radio. You made X amount of moves to get across the board and to achieve your win. And, you know, you're going to keep on playing that game. So that was it initially. And then... As I was uploading my music onto uh, platforms, I would notice that there was other people that were going by that name as well. So I shortened it to check, C-H-E-K. It was still people with that. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to just take my own name. Um, So where Frank Alvin comes from, Frank is my middle name. Never knew that. Frank is my dad's name, and Alvin is my dad's middle name. So essentially I took his name, took my name, and I just meshed it into one, and I just, like, got all that approval and whatnot on, like, iTunes and my social media platforms uh, with my music, and 
If you go to iTunes right now, I'm the only Frank Alvin in there. I was going to touch yeah. on that, too. I'm like, how you feel about having your, you know, your music, your name? It's, it's it out there. Good. It feels good. And because, you know, it's a lot of, um, your name is very important. Yes. Your name is very important. So, and there are a lot of people with a lot of similar names. So, to be the individual with that name only. You are the, yeah. not the. 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 Correct. Too easy, that motherfucker. <laughs> I own that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how Frank Alvin came about. Okay. Guy from your dad. Your middle name and your dad's uh, middle name, you my said, right? My dad's middle name. It's, it's my dad's middle name, my dad's first name, my middle name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meshed. Yeah. Frank Alvin. You heard yes, it. Um, I want to uh, take it back a little bit further. And how, how, we, how we met and whatnot. So, we met... Um, at Hello Stranger? Correct. Trap Soul. Correct. It was Trap Soul? I think so. Um, I think it was Trap Soul, um, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to Hello Stranger out there in um, Oakland, California. I think it was um, after the Black Joy Parade. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was definitely was. I remember people coming up in there and whatnot. They had a whole bunch of hoorahs going on and whatnot. Your hair was mad short then, too. It was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had it short and curly. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's when I had I did the big chop. That's what's making me think we met in um, 2019. Because I was like, what year did we meet? You look real good on you, too. Thank you. Yeah. I was, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get to, you know what I'm saying? I did a big chop again after that. Mm-hmm. So I chopped it that first time in 2019. Then after that, I did it again. But, yeah. So we met there. And I felt like it was, like, just a vibe. Like, it was such a vibe when yeah. we met. Like, the atmosphere was so cool. Yep. And then we met each other that day, mm-hmm. and we was, like, dancing. Yeah. It was, like, a dance harmony that, type, that, like. That feeling that you got way back when, when, you know, like, when Juvenile bat that You know how you what? be in the spot, right? <laughs> juvenile bat that ass up, come on, right? And then everybody got that look in their eye. Like, who they about to dance like with? Dance, right? <laughs> but then nobody goes to dance. People be a wallflower or whatever. It wasn't that song, but the energy was given uh, that. It was given juvenile. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And that's like, it wasn't just like dancing. Because, you know, commonly in the club, especially black clubs, like as soon as the song come on, all they know how to do now is just twerk. Correct. The dude is posted on the wall or behind you and the female's twerking. It was both of us dancing. It wasn't just no twerking. Like we was actually, you know, vibing face to face dancing. They don't really do that no more. Say you know what I'm saying? Say the last thing. Yeah, so it was a, it was a, just a vibe. Like, yeah. for me, I was like, he hella cool. Like, he hella cool. And we did, yeah, we, yeah, we kept in contact ever since then. Um, it's been a minute. This is, like, our first time in a, being in a long time. Because yeah. the last time we was hanging out, like you said, it was at Nick's house. Uh-huh. When he was about to leave, shout out um, Nick. But um, yeah, that's a lot. The last time, and that was like, I want to say like two years ago. Something like that. Sheesh. Yeah, time and going. Time. Then, you know, it, it's been. Uh, Pull the mic to it's your been mouth. A, it's been a pandemic. It's been a whole <laughs> lot of a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, it, it has been a minute though. It's been a minute, but I'm glad you're here. Um, I definitely, when I had um, thought about doing my podcast and knowing you, I'm like, I want him on the show one day. I definitely want him on the show. Um, I feel like you have some great content, some great conversations. We already, our dialogue is already fire. So, you know, I was like, I want to bring him on. He, he got some stuff to say. And you doing things right now. You you popping, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I appreciate the invite and the compliment. Thank yeah. You. So I'm like, I got to bring him on. So definitely, I'm, it's good to have you here. And I'm glad you um, accepted the invitation to come on Quantity. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, we talked about what inspires your name. So let's talk about your music. Like, okay. let's talk about your music and basically the topic of today's episode. So um, first, why did you why did you uh, start creating music? Like, take me back to where you just that first on your mind. Like, I want to I want to create music like everybody li- loves music. I feel like it's universal. Well, what made you want to start creating yeah. music for yourself? Um, <clears throat> I've been playing the piano since I was very, very young. Um, I used to have recitals 
I was used to, I used to be able to read music uh, pretty well uh, when I was living in L.A. I moved to the Bay Area going into fourth grade. Mm. So you're from L.A.? Originally, yeah. And a lot of people don't know that about me. But yeah, I for sure got some L.A. roots. Shout out to my Belizean family. A lot of, I'm Central American, Belizean. A lot of Belizeans, if they, when they leave Belize, L.A. is like a hub. It's like Belize number two. It's a lot of Belizeans out there. Mm. But um, from L.A., moved to the Bay Area, going into fourth grade. I didn't really have an instructor at the time. So uh, I didn't, I wasn't taking lessons. And that dwindled my ability to read music a little bit, but I never stopped playing. Mm. So I would then down the line pick up on songs I like and then, you know, go try to emulate that or go to YouTube, learn how to play a song. And then just, you know, keep developing that skill, keep that ear sharp uh, for what sounds good. So eventually that translated into, hmm, I think I want to make music. Uh, And I've always been curious about the process of making beats uh, and whatnot and getting those to sound good. What age was this, by the way, that you decided, like, I want to make beats and stuff? That's a good question. Um, I would say after junior college and after uh my undergrad so probably like 22 Mm, maybe okay and i'm 33 now going on 34 so it's been some time um since i've been at it and it's been a very interesting process uh it's been a lot of ups and downs a lot of days being annoyed at not knowing how to do something having to go and do the research doing a lot of trial and error so uh, it's been a process it's been a whole whole process yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you started at 22, mm-hmm. started working on your craft. So did, when you started, were you just like making beats or were you like full on you rapping, making beats, like doing the whole shebang or did it like gradually progress to that? I always wrote. Um, always wrote I always music. kind of had like these interesting bars in my head and uh, with having a lot of favorite artists too, just hearing what I like. I think a really big influence on when I started writing was Lil Wayne. So, Lil Wayne. Yeah, huge influence. Because when his mixtape was dropping, the drought, no ceilings, like, you know, he would just give you bar after bar after, after bar, bar after bar after bar after bar. <laughs> um, with the all goat. these, you know, yeah, creative, creative elements. So, you know, that definitely helped um, my writing and just listen to other people who I like. So I started off writing uh, and then I was out of a computer for a really long time wanting to produce music. Mm. And then I eventually got a computer. One of my uh, best, best friends from sixth grade, fifth grade, David Allender. That's my dude. Um, brother from another mother. Uh, he works at Apple. So he was able to kind of help me get a laptop at a feasible price. And I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Cause uh, without that purchase within the budget that I had at the time, mm. probably wouldn't have started making music when I started making music. So from that moment up until now, it's just been a huge learning curve and just continuing to learn. So started off rapping, eventually started to produce and make beats. And then from that, Eventually started learning how to engineer my songs, mm. which is the, uh, for lack of a better word, editing part of music. So when you in the club, you in Hello Stranger, you at a bar, your favorite song come on and it sounds good. There was a lot of work that was put into that to make that sound how it sound. And the other reason why I want to learn how to start making music and producing because music is very expensive. It's not a cheap hobby it's not a cheap craft especially when when you want to get it done professionally you want it to sound professional um so and when you the only source yeah. basically this is coming from all this is all you yeah you know it gets expensive that that yeah. tab and to cut the middleman out mm-hmm. of that uh saved me a lot of money so you know if we if we going through the numbers real quick i bought my laptop at the time for a thousand dollars if I was to buy a beat from somebody, let's just say on the low end, right? Let's say it was a hundred dollars. Mm. That's a thousand one hundred dollars. Let's go buy a microphone. I want a good microphone. Let's say I put three fifty into that. Right? Mm. I'm at one thousand four hundred fifty dollars now. Already, right? already. 
I ain't even put the song out yet. <laughs> like, wait, to wait, wait, watch this. I ain't even put the song out yet. Let's say I want to record. I want to record the song, and studios will not allow you. A lot of them uh, will not allow you to do like an hour. They have like a two-hour minimum, and let's say that's eighty dollars. That's one sixty added to that four uh, one thousand four fifty. I'm looking at like uh, uh, about one thousand six hundred dollars ish. Still ain't put the song out yet. Uh, the dude that I ideally would have mixed my song, which is the most important part of the process. So that's the engineering part. Yes, basically the mixing and mastering. Yes. Mixing is the equivalent of getting a recipe. And putting all the ingredients of that recipe together. So if you overcompensate your salt, and you know your dish gonna be too salty. Mm-hmm. If you undercompensate your cayenne pepper, it's not gonna be as uh, the heat ain't gonna be as. I much told as you y'all he was to. a chef. <laughs> the heat ain't gonna be as much as you want it to be. So the mixing is very very important. You know what I mean? Imagine going to get I don't know some barbecue and they did not season it well mm. enough. And it tasted very bland. Or you took a bite and it was too much of this. That's what the mixing is. The mixing is balancing everything. Okay. Yeah. And for that, uh, numerically right now, we at $1,600. We ain't even put the song out yet. That dude for mixing wanted 500 So now we at $2,100. We haven't even put the, uh, the, the song out yet. Mm-hmm. Then you have to distribute the song, which is cheap. It's not expensive to distribute your music. Let's we ain't gonna get that number right now, but we at two grand right now. Uh, I've been fortunate to have a very good friend uh, lately shoot my music videos, and you know he don't really charge me nothing. He want to see me win, I want to see him win, so we have this partnership. But video wise, people asking for three hundred, five hundred dollars. Right. We at twenty five hundred. We ain't even put the song out yet. <laughs> we ain't even put the video Jeez. out yet. And I'm going to put y'all on game Artists out there Uh, If you have your YouTube channel Your YouTube setup, One of the ways that you can generate Views is by creating A Google ad for your view Which allows you to Select the demographic, the age Where you want that uh, Video to be shown on YouTube and whatnot. So there's the advertising portion of that So as you can see, I'll stop right there We already at $2,500 Song ain't even been put out yet So having been able to deduce a lot of those costs By taking the time to learn how to produce How to write better How to engineer Has made me feel a lot more successful In my craft Yeah Mm -hmm. Because it's like you get to learn everything on your own And cut, like you said, cut out the middleman Cut out this person because that's extra money over here There's extra money over here There's extra money over here You can just do it all yourself Which comes with a little bit of pressure So you got to learn how to, you know, prioritize And learn how to, you know, know when to give yourself a little break Um, And that comes with the perfectionist syndrome I want to talk about in a a little bit, in a little bit Um. We definitely want to touch on that creative capitalization. And when you said that to me on the phone, we were trying to come up like with um, topics for today. I was like, okay, well, what do you mean by that? But when you broke it down for yeah. me, because I, I was totally thinking another route, like somebody trying to capitalize off of your creativeness or mm-hmm. if you're dealing with certain people in the business. Oh, but That's a good point. I'm going to touch on that too. We're going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. But you broke it down like you have to seize the moment, yes. basically. So when you're in your creative space like are you matter of fact you don't even have to be in your creative space you could be doing whatever you're doing and that creativeness comes to your mind and an idea comes to your mind for content or a song or whatever your creative space is basically take advantage of that moment and i want you to um go ahead and talk about that absolutely and yeah i mean you said it you hit the nail on the head is it's taking advantage of your creativity um Ideas are worth a fortune, but ideas, you will never see the fortune of that idea if you don't put that into play. So it's very important to capitalize on that moment where you're feeling creative because tomorrow's creativity may not be today's creativity. How you feeling today might not be how you feeling tomorrow. Today you could have a lot of elation, a lot of euphoria going on. Your day is great. 
and you have these ideas and tomorrow it could be the polar opposite of that where you won't feel like doing what you wanted to do yesterday. So um, I think it's very, very, very important to hone in on that moment because uh, you might not get that back. And when you do act on that moment, even if it's for five minutes, you just go write it down or you go to the keyboard or you go do whatever it is. You make your first uh, brushstroke with your paint, whatever that may be, you start it. The finishing part is definitely more on you, but I think it's very, very important to at least start the start. idea. Right? Um, I, one of my biggest things when I'm in a creative space that I want to capitalize on as a rapper or singer is how I say something. For me, there's nothing worse than saying something or how I imagined it and then forgetting how I said it. Ooh. That changes everything. Because you can't get that back. You try to tweak it. And you, I mean, there's been instances where I lost it and then I got it back. I had to repeat it a lot of times to get that initial sound back. But had I just capitalized on that creativity in the moment where I had it, then I wouldn't have ran into that problem. Exactly. You would have to go through all that, running through it, running right. through it time and time again to get that first original thought. 100%. That you came up with the first time. 100%. Okay, so has there ever been an instance like where, like you said, you didn't capitalize on it oh, then, yeah. and it just was like, absolutely, I can't even do this. And like, that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Um, and that really, I'm sorry, that's really gonna sharpen the, uh, the moments where you need to capitalize because of those type of failures. You know what I mean, so it's gonna happen. We're humans. Um, you could be in a space where you cannot. Or you feel like you can't capitalize on that. But, shoot, it's been times where I'm in a party, a club, a bar, wherever, and I have this energy going. I don't care who around me. I'll take out my phone. Go to the notes section. Notes. Notes. Voice memo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Utilize the tools that are at right at my hand. Yep. So, yeah, if you want it bad enough, you remember it. Or yeah. you'll remember to, you know, capitalize on that. I can totally relate to that because it's been moments where I'll think of an idea for an episode or I'll think of uh, how I want these questions to be laid out. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do it after I do this or this mm -hmm. and that. And then it's, it's that same energy. It's not there. Or I'm like, wait, what was that? What did I say? Like, and now you're trying to sit there and contemplate on what you originally thought of. Just like you said, everything is at your fingertips. You can literally just take out your phone, go to the no section, yep. Write it down real quick. I'm a pen and paper type of girl, but I'm not always going to have pen and paper. So I'm going to utilize my phone. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to write down what I what my thoughts are in that moment. Right. And then when I have the time to do it, I have it right here, mm -hmm. you know, and to utilize. So I definitely, you know, once you said that, like I said, I'm like, wait, what is he talking about? But once you broke it down, I'm like, oh, I can relate to that 100%. 100%. The idea is 5% mm -hmm. of the battle. Mm -hmm. 5%. The 95% is the doing. Mm. We can sit here and talk, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to get to my fitness goal. Great. You have an idea. Okay. Awesome. Get your ass to the gym now. Mm. Go go knock out that 95%. Do what you got to do in the kitchen. Go knock out that 95%. You know what I'm saying? Like, Inception. We could go movies. Ideas is what they were after. Right. Can you imagine having an idea that you did not capitalize on and or you were in a space where you was talking about the idea to somebody and they noticed Ooh. you weren't capitalizing on that idea, but they knew how to capitalize on it. They were willing to do the work for it. And then, boom, there goes your idea. Now you sitting up there sad face and on why okay. that couldn't be me because you didn't put in work. You All didn't right. take advantage of that opportunity. Correct. To do what you saw fit. And that's the worst feeling because you know that could have been you. You know. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst part. I'm like, oh, man. So every time you get something, you think of something, you got that certain energy. Sometimes it's the energy, too, like, mm -hmm. especially with music. So if you're in a space, you're like, oh, this is going to be fire. Like, this is, I'm going to drop this. And then and then you don't do it right then. That same energy might not be there later. Yep. And music is energy. Like, yep. I'm going to feel that. I'm feeling you through the music. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, that original thought that you had it's not going to be the same energy and it, it's not going to move the crowd how it would have if you would have capitalized on it right then and there. And that's the other thing is be, uh, with being a creator, people going to feel your energy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're in this, 
euphoria of energy as you're creating this thing. Once that thing is created, the people gonna feel the same energy that you created it with. Exactly. Come on now. Exactly. Oh man, I I agree with that hundred percent. Um, and also when you was talking about having to do like everything yourself, cutting out the middleman and everything, um, I know you had even uh, told me about this before. It's basically like a perfectionist mm. syndrome. You feel like everything has to be perfect before you put something out. Mm. You don't want to just, oh, I'm going to just release it and see what they say or see how they feel in it. Or, you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like when you overthink like that, because I think overthinking is a big part of that, mm. um, wanting to be a perfectionist all the time, well, you, don't, you don't need perfect. And that's what I think that's some of the words that I gave you is you don't need to be perfect. You just need to do it. And every time that you do it, you're going to get better and better and better. You won't never know unless you just put it out there. Um, and having that perfectionist syndrome takes away from you putting out your, your creativeness. So now you're wasting time, I feel like. Not wasting time. Um, I was like, that's a bad, a bad frame phrase to use. But, yeah, like you could have been put it out and you're wasting time, wasting time trying to put it out when you could just put it out. Yep. You know, and that that has also trumped me in a few in a few times that I was doing this podcast. And it's like, OK, it has to be like this in order for me to start. Like, I, I need this. I can't do. You know how long it took me to get this sign? Like, <laughs> I, like, I did this podcast for like a whole like year and change without having this. And I'm just like, if I would have let that hold me back, I would have never been doing visuals. And it looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, it adds to the touch. It but does. people. People appreciate the process. Yeah. People want to be a part of the process. Mm -hmm. So take them on that journey. Your creativeness is a journey mm -hmm. for you. And allow people in to see that, mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. So do I feel like, how, how are you dealing with that perfectionist um, syndrome? Are you just now more like, I'm just going to create and I'm going to just put this out. Like, I'm going to just flow with it. I'm going to just let it flow. Um, shout out to my homie Q. Uh, I believe I forget his handle on IG, but yeah, that's my dog. We had a, a conversation the other day, and to to answer your question, you just gotta paint, just paint, just get in there, just do it. Um, and if you're going to, not if, uh, being in that perfectionist mind state, I think that the one thing you can't actually perfect is your process. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you look at any brand anything that has success from fast food chains to retail stores they all have a process of how things go and that process usually does not sometimes it changes but sometimes it doesn't there's a template right I'm like oh this template works all right follow your template and that template sometimes will change with the energy but again uh everything has that foundation you know what I mean? Everything has a, a set of guidelines. And once you have those guidelines in place, then that allows you that room to make your, you know, your edits, your manipulations your around. Anything. Correct. Okay. Yeah, because I'm just like, yeah, you got to be able, don't be so hard on yourself. Then that, that comes along with that. Don't be so hard on yourself. You have to give yourself credit. You know, like, oh, I, it doesn't sound the way I want it to sound. It doesn't. But you just, you 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 put everything together. Give yourself credit for that. Give yourself credit for the idea, even formulating right. um, and even starting to do it. Like, you just got to give yourself credit. And I think that will take away from the being hard on yourself part. Because I definitely experienced, I know you experienced that as well. Oh, like, just being extra hard, critiquing your own work when it comes to your own creativeness. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, okay. I can't be so hard on myself because you're a creator. It has to come to you, right. you know? So um, definitely uh, give yourself credit. All the creators out there, entrepreneurs, give yourself credit and don't be so hard on yourself. That's something that um, I'm learning and uh, applying to my life on the daily. You got to pat yourself on the back. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> got to. So like... Creating everything yourself. How do you, um, how do you, uh, not be so hard on yourself with that? Because I feel like you need to give yourself a little grace. 
You know, sometimes you feel like you if you create everything so yourself, I feel like it could weigh a lot on you because it's like, OK, I have to do everything. Mm-hmm. So how do you separate everything? Make a plan. Uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So having all these different creations um, is definitely overwhelming because, you know, sometimes when you're in a session and. Uh, let's say I'm producing a beat. I might hear something. I might hear a sound in what I'm producing that makes me want to go into producing another sound. So you have to also create um, some discipline for yourself as well so that you don't distract yourself uh, from your goal, from your objective. Um, discipline is very, very important with that. Otherwise, you'll never finish anything. So it don't make no sense to start all these ideas and then never finish. I feel like discipline is very important because when you're a creative or when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have somebody over you. Like you have these certain rules. You have to do this. You have to do that or consequences. So you have to give yourself discipline consequences. Oh, I didn't create this. I didn't come up with this. I didn't do what I was supposed to do for myself. I'm not going out tonight. I'm not doing this. I don't feel right. That's just me. Like I can't, go out and and do whatever if my work isn't done. So you have to, like, if you had a nine to five, you know, if you, if you late on doing something or if you don't turn in this assignment, there's going to be consequences. So that's why you're doing it. But for yourself, you have to have discipline because you don't have that. Like, oh, if you don't do this, this is not going to, you know, you have to give yourself, what are the consequences? If you don't put this out right now or if you don't do this this way, then it's not going to be how you want it to be. Or the people are waiting for your music and you didn't put it out. That's your consequence. Like, so you kind of have to, like, put that out there and have that discipline and have those consequences for yourself because this ain't no 9 to 5 with rules in the guidebook. Like, you just doing it as you go and you have to really, like, flow and have that discipline as well, though, I feel like. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I feel like you hit the uh, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of that. So the the f- essentially um, following through. Yeah. You got to follow through. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. You owe it to yourself first and foremost because this is your craft. Like, this is me, you could, know? Could you imagine if God did, decided not to finish you? Ooh. Wow. I'm just saying. Wow. Hey. If he didn't follow through. Okay. Like, dang, you just left me like that? Although I do feel like some things that my mans did not follow through with. Like, <laughs> like, like quicksand. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Mistake. So you just didn't want to fix the rest of it. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. You know, I, you was tired. You know, I know. I got, <laughs> it's sand that I could just sink in. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> No, I definitely agree. You got to think about that. Like, dang, you know, uh, you definitely have to follow through and make it happen because you owe it to yourself. And that's uh, first and foremost. So what's your favorite song? Okay, so I got two questions. What's your favorite song out right now? Not by you. Not by me? Yeah. I be slapping all in by Lil Baby a lot. Lil Baby? I love that song. Like, that song slap. (laughs) <laughs> that song slap. So for those who are not from California, slap yeah. definition. Uh-huh. Um, that song is hard. Yeah. That song is fire. Yeah. It's lit. Talk to him. Um, this song is jamming uh-huh. for the old folks. Um It's a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> that's that's what we say. Yeah. You know, slap is that's our definition. You know, so if you hear us say, "Oh, that that slap," like that that song slaps a slapper, it's fire. Yeah, I got a, honestly, I got a few songs in rotation, and I've been heavy on the R and B lately. Mm, who yeah. who you been listening to R and B? Because Diddy said, "No, excuse me, Love said mm. that R and B was you know going down. It, it was dead." So, mm, but you know what though, my R and B playlist has different types, different elements of R&B in there. So there's a lot of, like, the sing rapping, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's Trap a, soul. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of that, you know? And a lot of these people are, a lot of these artists are rapping but singing over slappers, but they have an R&B element to them. Yeah, I kind of like that, too, though. Yeah. It's like you can vibe the song is making yeah. you, the beat alone is just, and right. they come in with a, mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Like uh, Kaylin FRFR, Never Lose You. I don't know mm. if you, I love that song. 
I've never heard that song Great before. Song. You have to put me on to that. Great okay. Song. Uh, her damages. Uh, love that song. Love her. I love me some Tim's. Ah. Uh, I love free me some. Mind. I love me some snow. Mm. You know, I could go on and on. Mm. On and on and on. So the R and B playlist is in heavy rotation right now. And it's the season for R and B, I feel like too. Like fall, yeah. cuffing season. Yeah. Um <laughs> definitely. We in, I think are we still in draft season right now? I don't even know. Cause they had that whole little checklist like mm. it's draft season, then you know you're dating, and then you got the playoffs and the whatever, the finals and sure. yeah. Finals is not till uh February fourteenth. Uh Think you made if you make the a lot of that dating stuff sometimes be sudden death matches too, but we ain't gonna talk Ooh. about that. <laughs> Not sudden death, <laughs> sudden death. Okay, so so that was your uh, your favorite music that's not sure. So, what is your favorite song from you right now, or just period? Period, like what is your favorite song that you have made so far? I feel like, and why? I mean, my two last songs that I put out. Two of my last songs that I put out are my favorite songs, which is Ease Up mm. and Put In Work. Put in work. Yeah, I feel like, uh, not I feel like, a lot of my music right now, uh, I would classify some of them as letters to myself mm. um, that are relatable for everybody else. Because a lot of what I'm saying is what I'm experiencing, my growth, what I'm going through, but it's very pertainable to what somebody else might be experiencing. It ain't about, you know, it ain't all about ass and Percocets and, you know, fentanyl. Oh, Lord. All that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not I'm not in the club throwing up hella ones. I don't have five million bad bitches around me. I'm a regular dude. I be at the crib. I be at the cribbo. I like to eat. <laughs> so you talk about stuff that's relatable to you. Like, Work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, ease up and put in work. Two of my favorite songs. I was right just now. watching um, the put in work yeah. video. And I like, I just love the vibe of that video too. I like, you got that. your whole like crew behind you, like, and they vibing with you. Yeah. You know, you outside, you have to maybe an arm. Yeah. I was like, I was very uh, village oriented mm-hmm. when I watched that video. Um, so take I think a village. It does take a take village. Take a village. And um, shout out to everybody that was. You know, available to be a part of that, um, which is a good segue. Ease Up, I feel like, is my first or my second video with um, people aside myself. Mm-hmm. And I really like the energy that I get from genuine people who rock with me. Because you know it's real. Yeah. Like, it's a support. And it, it just brings a different type of energy to uh, to the music, mm-hmm. to the image. To the visuals You know what I mean So having those people there Was uh, very important And meaningful for me Um, I want to Kind of piggyback On what you said It takes a village Some people Some people Didn't grow up With a village mm-hmm. Um, And that could be hard Because you know You always have to do things On your own Or you feel like You don't have any support But Always be open To um, Other people That want to help you As you get older because your village, just because you didn't have one when you were younger doesn't mean that you just won't have one. Some right. people think like, oh, it takes a village. Like, oh, I knew this person since I was this and they've been supporting me. Sometimes you don't have that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. Um, but people come along in your life to help support you and help guide you. And I feel like you have to be open because you can still create your village as you get older and have a solid foundation around you. It, it don't matter if it was, you know, if it's not from 20 plus years, you can know somebody for six months and they finna go harder for you yep. than somebody else would have yep. from the past. So I want to put that out there just to always be open to be um, accepting of other people and accepting of other people's knowledge, wisdom, they game, they guidance, um, because they are putting your life for a reason, for a purpose, and can help you elevate to the next level and want to see you win. Like, when people want to see each other win, um, it can go very far. You know, you got that support behind you. So um, I just wanted to touch on that. And, um, yeah, just be open and accepting. Um, Have discernment as well. I was, like, legit was about to say that. Have discernment as well. Discernment is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Very, very important because you, you know, you don't get a lot of energies, and you're gonna be. You have to be able to tell 
the difference between, you know, the information. There's the information you're receiving. There's how you're receiving it. And then there's also how you're giving back what it is that you're receiving. Mm. So that discernment is very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you touched a little bit on your roots. Um Cause I was like, I was gonna say like, where are you from? Or I don't know if you're from the Bay or like where what city? But you confirmed that you are from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, moved to the Bay Area, but your roots are in Belize. The yes, the ethnic roots are from Central America mm-hmm. and Belize, specifically Dangriga. How was that growing up? Having roots in Belize, like hey, we different, different culture. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, I've never yeah. met anybody that I know of from, you know, had ethnic roots in Belize. Mm-hmm. So how was that growing up? And I seen you. What was was that this year? You yeah, went back. Yeah. I was I was out there with my mom um, for Easter. Oh wow! So yeah, talk hot about that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like how? What kind of hot? What like humid? humid. Yeah. Okay, very humid. I, I love Belize, but y'all, I don't think I could do it in the, uh, during Easter time, man. It's just it's a lot. Easter and that, well, that's April, so it was hot out there like that. Hot. Wow. Hot. So imagine the summertime out yeah, there. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Not, not for I. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. How was that experience though? Oh, it was great. I love Belize. I love being in my country. I love my people. I love my food. I love my culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love the beautiful, natural women. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. Out there looking like goddesses. Yo, it's it's wild, right? With the humidity and it being hot out there, I'm like, yo, it ain't a lot of these women out here wearing makeup, right? Because they face it probably melt off. Right, right. For real. Um. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's a great thing. And the way that. My family uh, raised the children uh, with the culture, Mm. you know, and just how we are, how we treat people um, has definitely set the tone for who I am as a person and why and how I move the way I move. Mm. How do you guys treat people like? Oh, with love. With love. It's all love. Kids ain't talking to their parents out the side of their neck because if Mm. you do, you get snapped. (laughs) Snapped. Quick. (laughs) Funny story. Um. When I was in uh, school in Los Angeles, I'm on to Inglewood Christian School. Shout out to my Aunt Nancy. She was a teacher there. I went to that school with, I think, all of my cousins. And uh, they had this disciplinary punishment. Yeah, you can get DP'd at school. (laughs) Uh, Called the spot. So if you were in class, you got your name written on the board, and you got a check next to your name, they would put you on the spot. So the school, the way it was set up, it was a small school. Um, All the classrooms, you could see them. And inside that um, was the play area as well. Mm -hmm. In that play area, excuse me, they would have these yellow spots. When parents would come pick up their kids at the end of the day, you see a kid on that yellow spot, you know that kid was in trouble. So imagine Mm. your kid is on the spot, broadcasted to the whole school, Parents is like, ooh, he was being bad. Yeah. So all eyes on you. All eyes on you Mm. and your folks. Yeah. That's your kid. Like, oh, so you ain't Uh, parenting right, or you ain't. So now it's on your parents too. So you know, I was on the spot one day. My mom came to pick me up. She asked me, "What you doing on the spot?" And you know how kids be when they in trouble. They get that parents that dumb look. Uh. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right, right. What spot? What spot? This one? Yeah. Oh. I gave her that look, and, you know, she told me, don't let me catch you on the spot again. I was like, okay, I got to pass. Mm. I was on the spot. <laughs> I was on there again. Like, two days after that. Mm. But I thought I was cool because my mom wasn't going to come pick me up from school. When I tell you she showed up, and my heart sank to the bottom of my sole of my foot. Mm. My mom then took my PE coach's uh, PE coach's belt from him. This is a true story. <laughs> oh my god! What and whooped my ass all the way to the classroom. She could have gone one of two ways to the classroom: the long way or the short way. She went the long she way. Went the long way. Oh yeah. yeah, she ain't playing. So you know, like that. You know what I mean? And it wasn't always like that. Like you know, they wasn't cracking a whip like that. But you gonna uh, learn? Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. You're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all need to get that type of beating to y'all kids, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. 
But uh, a lot of that, you know, that's just, and they didn't tolerate any type of disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, nah. I was just going to say, they probably taught you to be, like, super respectful yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Show love. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll go upside your head. Right. But don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, correct. But, but if, we, if we go in there. We're going to go there. We're going to cross that road. Right. So, right. yeah, that's that's essentially my upbringing. Mm. You're going to go to school. You're going to do good. You're going to get these grades. You're going to represent this house. You're a representation of me. You know what I mean? You're a representation of yourself. All of that. You got to treat yourself with respect as much as you're treating the people around you with respect. Mm, I feel like everybody should be raised like that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, everybody isn't. But I feel like if everybody was and, and continued to act on that as they went into their adulthood, the world would be a much better place. 100%. A much better place. 100%. How was y'all food? Like, what y'all oh, food be hitting for? Fantastic. Belizean food, some of the dishes are um, very similar to, like, Jamaican food. So... Uh, one of the classics is the one, two, three. You have the potato salad, which I know that sounds like really basic, but it's the way that it's made. It's just how y'all. Ma- I love mm. potato salad. So, um, can we talk about that? You want me to get the cheat code? I, I just want to hear about it. So the cheat code <laughs> is, you know, you boil your potatoes or whatever, cut them up. You make the sauce first. To pour into the potato salad. So, like, my aunt's potato salad consists of mayo. And there's a specific type of honey mustard that she mm. will use. Relish. And then her peas and carrots. Um, but it's the ratio of everything. And then once you make all of that, then you pour it into the potatoes. You don't put... You don't make the sauce and the potatoes at the same time. They're two separate, separate. things. Because however your sauce tastes... It's how your potato salad going to taste. Okay. Okay. So, because, you know, original potato salad, like regular American potato salad, got eggs in it. Mm-hmm. That's there's fine. N- there's no eggs in. But sometimes they put eggs in it. Okay. I mean? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the basic components, though, is that mayo relish, like whatever other type of um, sauce you little put in Little paprika and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That and the ratio. Okay. That's the key. And then um, that with some stewed chicken. And then the rice and beans. So the rice and beans is made in a mixture of um, beans and coconut milk. And you cook it in that. And then, of course, fried plantain, right? Not plantains. <laughs> Everybody be saying, I never knew plant, how to say it. Plantains. I'm like, I don't want no plantains on my plate. They're like plantain. Plantain. Yeah. Plantain. How you say mountain? Mountain. How you spell mountain? <laughs> Don't do me. Mountain with A-I-N. Okay. How you spell plant, plantain? Plantain. Because it's not, we're not used yeah. to that. So it's like, they know how to say we don't like Jamaican. Mountain, plantain. Plantain. Yeah. I don't want no plantain. Oh, That's plant, Jamaican. Plant, okay. Plantains. Plantain. What you going to put a nation on the end of that? <laughs> plantation. Huh? Plantation. Come on. Shut stop playing up. with me. <laughs> I'm so mad. So yeah, I'm, next time I... Order that. And I never used to like plantains at first. Um, You said it so beautifully just now. Yeah, yeah, I never used to like them, but I do now. I like it mixed, like, when I eat the rice and peas, like, together. It's it's that sweet element that it's just... Mm. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, Speaking of food... Yeah, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. I told you I was going... Listen, you can't be up here cooking fire-ass meals... Okay, and I've had the pleasure of having one of his fire ass meals. You made me some salmon. Mm-hmm. I never forget that. With some garlic noodles, right? With some garlic noodles. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was very delicious. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Was it was very delicious. And I love salmon on top of that. So it was just like chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just being around your family and them cooking just inspired you to cook or your mom gamed you up like this don't sound crazy no none of it and to be honest with you i seldom do i make like belizean food wow yes a lot of what i make is completely outside of that but i have the know-how to do it i just haven't done it as yet but i like making a lot of other stuff Mm. like one of the things i've been big into lately i've been making my own pesto so, you know, y'all might have some pesto coming from me in the near future, you know, buy a little bottle. Or okay. Like 
I will support. Yeah, I like making a lot of other things. Mm, what's your favorite dish to make? Right now? <sighs> what was that you made? On your, I seen on your story, it was you made a potato? Okay, yeah. A fry? It was So uh, it was like... You get a potato. Mm-hmm. It's called an accordion potato. Accordion. Yeah, because yeah, it kind of like string yes. the piece like that. Yes, you get a potato. You cut it to where it's a rectangle. Mm-hmm. You put it in between two chopsticks. The reason why you put it in between two chopsticks is so that when you're making these lines, it stops once it hits the chopstick. And then you turn it over and you do the same thing mm-hmm. and then it's going to stop once you hit the chopstick which gives it that texture of an accordion. Mm. Yeah. So I like after that. after you do that, and then I took some olive oil and I seasoned the olive oil how I wanted to. So I don't know if y'all been to Oak Town Spice in Oakland, but it's a dope ass spice shop right next to Lake Merritt. You're going to find a lot of like interesting stuff in there. Mm. So one of the things I had I some applewood smoked uh sea salt I put that in there, some oregano, uh, some paprika, some cayenne, and then I brushed that on the potato. Mm. I baked it for 25 minutes. When I saw it start to get brown and colored, uh, I transferred it to the air fryer to crisp it. Now, Mm. see, if you look at it, you think it was fried, right? Yeah. That shit was not fried at all. Wow. Yeah. So it was a healthy eat. It's always a healthy eat when it's not fried. I love it. And I've been big into that. So, you know, like... On the whole health thing, uh, I was doing some research not too long ago, and fried foods is crazy. I didn't know how much um, frying foods increases the amount of fat in the food. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're frying some fries, and before you fry them, it's, I don't know, let's say three grams of fat. Once you fry it, that multiplies to like 10, 13 yeah. After frying it, so I'm like, oh, I need to make some. And I don't be eating fried food like that, but just knowing that makes me want to eat differently. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you put in your body, how yeah. you're cooking the food. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't. I haven't put grease in a pan in a long time since mm-hmm. I got my air fryer. I'm yeah. so amazing. I don't know why I was contemplating on getting one. It's, it's yo. Man, it, I just cooked some salmon in there last night. Mm-hmm. I seasoned it up, and I put it in that air fryer, yep. flipped it a couple times, and it was good. Yep. Like, it was, ooh, it was juicy, juicy, too. Uh-huh. Mm. It was still <laughs> juicy. Right? I was like, yeah. it was juicy and anything. But um, what did you What did you say, yo? My favorite, favorite dish thing to rate my favorite. Honestly, I don't, have a, I don't have a dish right now. I have favorite things I like to make, though. Mm-hmm. I like my pesto. I like to just cut up some uh, sweet potatoes, season them, bake them. Um, I'm a big breakfast guy, mm. and I've been using lately egg whites in like a breakfast sandwich. Then the whole egg, so I'll like toast a croissant, have my egg white, put a hash brown on that, a little ketchup, and then- call that a day. Mm. I've been lightening the eating a lot. But whenever I do want to go in on something, yeah. You know how to go I in. <laughs> I get in. I get there. Yeah. And I love, yo, Indian food, pizza, sushi. I've been fucking up soup dumplings lately. Soup dumplings. Yes. Never had them. So good. It's a lot. I just want to go and just eat a whole bunch of food. Just go like a whole day and just try different restaurants or a whole weekend, go somewhere to another city yeah. and just try out different restaurants and try stuff that I've never it's had a lot before. Out there. It's a, a lot. lot. And you got to go experience it. Y'all just used to fried chicken, seafood, boils. Grow up. <laughs> pork chops. You shouldn't be eating pork in the first place. But that's another uh, podcast. Uh, I definitely cut out red meat. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of other yeah. options for you. Um so yeah, I definitely want to go on like a little food tour. And uh, if you in the East Bay, you want some soup dumps, you can hit up Den Ding Dumpling in Union City. Or my favorite is uh, Dumping Hours in Walnut Creek. Dumping Hours. Shout out to my guy Joel Crawford. He the one who put me on uh, on soup dumplings. Infinite Training. He has an AAU team. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, Dumping Hours in Walnut Creek. That's my shit. Okay, Walnut yeah. Creek. Walnut Creek got some uh, good food yeah. restaurants uh, for sure. I need to go check them out. So, is there a certain way you eat when you are doing your jujitsu? The jujitsu Segway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I eat as I eat as light as I can. 
Um, but eating stuff that will give me sustenance mm-hmm. that'll hold me because you know I'm I ain't no light motherfucker. You know what I mean? I gotta I gotta be able to yeah. I gotta give me something solid. Um, not a protein or honestly, like yourself, I ain't really been tripping off meat lately. Honestly, and I've been low key exploring like um, vegetarian options and or I'll eat fish. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna just go really grab the five dollar chicken from Costco. Yeah, chop that thing up, call it a day. But I ain't really been eating a lot of meat, honestly. And I definitely do feel a difference not having meat on me all the time. Yeah, pause. Um, <laughs> definitely pause. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. you just don't want to eat meat. Like when you just so used to eating it every day, and then yeah. me with my options are kind of you know I don't eat red meat, so I'm just eating chicken or I'm fish or ground turkey. I'm like, hmm. I just want veggies today. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I'll wake up, eat some oatmeal, whatever, and for dinner, I'll just saute some veggies. I got something for you. What? Very simple, too. What? Uh, so, uh, a piece of bread. I like it on a croissant or focaccia. I love croissants. Yeah. Uh, toast the croissant in a pan with some olive oil. Mm-hmm. A little bit of mayo. A little bit of pesto. Cut a little bit of tomato on there. Mm. And avocado. That's it. That's it. Fire. <laughs> Mic drop. Fire. Okay, because I, I love me a croissant. Yeah. And so, pesto yeah. on a croissant. Yeah. What kind of mayo do you use? I feel like the mayo matters. Best foods. Matters. Best foods? Yeah. Okay. Because some people use, like, they get fancy with it and get all the other mayo or put olive oil mayo and nah. all that. No? No. Okay. Best foods. I'm going to go with the chef. <laughs> chef choice. Okay. Um. What else? So, uh, your birthday coming up. It is. He is Scorpio. I am. How do you feel about being a Scorpio? Great. Because <laughs> people always going in on they your are, side. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. It's a good know. thing and it's a bad thing. Like yeah. so, the good things I've heard, of course, Scorpio. First, Can we thing talk you, about the good and the bad things. Let's talk about it, Scorpio. I, ho ho ho. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying what I heard. I got hit with the echo. Go, echo, go, echo, go. echo. I ain't even yo for real. I'm just, I've been chilling. I've been chilling. You been chilling? Me, myself, and I. Okay. I've been getting to know myself. No Scorpios. Yeah. Okay. I don't know nothing about that. Right <laughs> no, because that's the first thing. Yeah. Okay, so the good like the good thing I'll be hearing is the sex, of course. Like, oh, you're, you're Scorpio. Oh, my God. Like, that's the first thing, you know, people think of when they think of Scorpios. Yeah. Um, I hear a lot of bad things about like what? Scorpios. Um, delusional. Uh, I've been called delusional before. (laughs) 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 That was a long time ago. Well, well, so see, Zodiac signs be right now. So okay, but that was a long time ago. She was tripping. Delusional. (laughs) You could you could could call that a Scorpio thing to say. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. They go Scorpio's gonna say what they say, and they gonna stick with it. That's another thing. She was bugging. Listen, that is one thing I know about y'all because I, I used to have a coworker and we were like this. And she, if that girl didn't stick to her story, mm. I don't care if God said different. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah. And that's where I was at when yeah. I said that's where I was at. Like, <laughs> so delusional. They stick to their story. Um, I heard uh, secretive, kind of secretive. Private. Private, Private. Not secretive. Private. Yeah. yeah. So if you asked about it, it's not no secret. Like, oh, well, if you right. want to know something, I'm going to tell you, but right. I keep things to myself. Yes. Okay. Everything's right. Okay. Um, yeah. So what What do you, how do you deal with being I, a Scorpio? I, I, like, yeah. you talk about the good and bad. You tell me from. You no, know, I ain't really, I don't really be online like, hey, what are the traits of a Scorpio? But I mean, you pretty, you really uh, named off all the main ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the one that I am not. That they say is a Scorpio trait is jealous. Mm. I ain't got time for that shit. You not Shorty, jealous, baby. Listen, if I'm talking <laughs> to a, if I'm talking to a female, I'm with a female, and she decides she want to choose up on somebody else. Hey, bitch, you look better leaving anyway. Go ahead. Mm. No, not that. You look better leaving. Go ahead. Mm. So you like I, you ain't gonna let that nah, get to you for what? Yeah, yeah. She made that choice. Mm. I ain't make it for. 
Okay, you know so no mean? jealousy yeah, your no. way. Like, it's like, jealousy, all right, cool, and, play. And like, the, thing, the thing is, like, you know, I don't mean to sound sexist when I say this, but they say jealousy is a woman's trait. Mm. You know what I mean? That's usually typically what you might see, you know what I'm saying, women doing. Y'all seen Mean Girls? Come on. Yeah. Stop Definitely. playing, stop playing with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And jealousy, when it comes to men, people get hurt. Bad. Yeah, because they really be in it. Like, you yeah. jealous. Like, as a man, like, your feelings, I feel like, was really invested in that person. You know, you, you take it to heart. It's like, yeah. okay, and... Yeah, I feel like jealousy for a man, it goes way further than it would. A females, like females, like kind of catty with it. Very or, catty. You know, it depends if it's two females. But if it's, if it's a, a woman that's jealous over something that's going on with her man or yeah. a potential mate, whoever she's involved with, I feel like it can go into a rage as well yeah. um, because it's emotionally driven. So Too, too short said it the best. The song is slapping in my head right now, but I can't remember the name of the song to save my life right now. But he said, and I quote, when niggas get jealous, somebody gets shot. Mm. Uncle Short. Uncle Short. <laughs> Uncle Short Uncle said Short. that. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. It gets a little out of hand, you know? Yeah, if he had a specific, Control your emotions If he bit. felt like he had to specify that towards women, he would have, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Jealousy I ain't got time for that. Exactly. Yeah. So, what are your birthday plans? Your birthday's November 4th? 3rd. That was close. November 3rd. So, what are your plans for your birthday? I'm going to have a birthday party. You coming? Yes. You going to drive to You going to drive to Newark, California? Facts. Okay. Okay, so what kind of... Do I need to... It's a dress-up type vibe? It's a... Hey, what, it's, it's, it's a restaurant? Right, it's a, so... <sighs> my cousin is a DJ... Uh, he's from LA. Okay. He didn't been out here a few times just to you know function with me, have a good time. And there's been times where, um, we would go somewhere, and I would intentionally look for the owner or whoever is running the event to inquire about potentially having my cousin as a DJ for one of their parties, one of their venues. No love was shown, mm. and or they would provide information. Contact information And we would never hear back from them So uh, I've never actually had a birthday party For my birthday as an adult Ever Oh my god me either I've never had a birthday party So I was like you know what Fuck it I'm gonna just do it Yeah Right Just get it done And uh, It's gonna be at O'Sullivan's In Newark It's a bar uh, Shout out to Danny He's the owner there um, I met with Danny Told him what I wanted to do Told him my plan And he is uh, allowing me to, you know, have a pretty fun evening there with my cousin uh, as the DJ. Oh, wow. And he, my cousin, nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he nice. Sure. So it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, that's how I'm bringing in 34. And uh, 33 has been an interesting year. Jesus year. Yeah. I And, you know, I, I said to myself that, bless you, Thank I you. said to myself that 33 would be, for me, a year of... Uh, Establishment, and I feel like I've you know done that in small doses, mm -hmm. but in ways that I haven't before. So, uh, yeah, I I got a new job. I got a promotion in that job. Congratulations! Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I competed twice in two jujitsu tournaments as a white belt. I took home the gold twice. Okay. You know I mean, in the heaviest division, let me tell you, them boys were strong. Congratulations on that! Shout out to them competitors. I appreciate y'all um, being in my own place for as long as I have been. I I first moved out uh, the house at thirty, mm -hmm. so you know, going into thirty four and being able to sustain that uh, up until now. That's and a big with, deal. Yeah, and with everything that has gone on in between then and now, so there's a lot to celebrate. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to celebrate. So yes, everybody in this studio right now, pull up. It's <laughs> gonna be a good time. I'm gonna send that invite. You know what I mean? That's what we. That's what we got rocking for the birthday. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna be here. Just let me know the 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 time and everything, and I'll be there. I'm coming suited and booted. Suited and booted. You know I, mean? I, 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 I got iron my clothes all out. I can't tell y'all what I what's gonna you know what's gonna, gonna be, be on your boy. Just know that it's drip. Just know that. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Yeah. I really, really appreciate you for coming on. We didn't have a dope ass conversation. Um, let everybody know where they can find your music um, and what you got coming up next. Um, go ahead and give them the 411. Absolutely. Um, my IG handle is underscore Frank Alvin, exactly how it sounds F R A N K A L V I N underscore um you can also type in frank alvin and apple music uh, you can type that into youtube as well i will pop up uh what i have upcoming i got some surprises for cuffing season mm. you know what I mean? working on some y'all might catch a uh a special somebody in that video i ain't saying who oh, okay. but just know they're gonna make it do what it do you know so okay. yeah we got some things in the works Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Definitely go stream his music right now. YouTube, Frank Alvin. Yep. Okay, go watch the videos, dope-ass videos. Um, so just support. Show my guy some support. Um, very amazing individual, very creative individual. Um, definitely show some support to him, and you are amazing. I want to give you your flowers. I appreciate um, that. You are an amazing person, creative uh, wise and just personal wise, you're just uh, I feel like you're amazing all across the board. So definitely want to say that to you on camera. And shout out to my girl Quantity Man. Like, yo, I, I was a part of the initial conversation when she said she wanted to do this, and that was in 2019. We about to be in 2023, and look now, you know what I mean. So thank you. Shout out to her. Shout out her crew. And then one more shout out for me, my guy, uh, Mickey Singh. He's been huge for me with the videos. So, brother, I appreciate you so much. So, Dope. And again, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to this video, to my channel. Um, share it with your friends. And don't forget to listen on wherever you get your podcast at. Listen, leave a review. Okay? And uh, we'll be back with another episode of Quantity Radio. Until, until then, <laughs> stay tucked. <laughs>